Prairie. I'm Joan Hogan welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Beautiful December morning, Rick. Good it's to see be- you. It is a beautiful day. Good it is to that. see you. Cold but beautiful. Yes, it's cold. I uh, just walked uh, back from Cook's Kitchen, and uh, you know, it, my my fingers are a little chilly, and I bet uh, they are. my toes are a little cold. But that's it's December the fifth, sixth, sixth. No one welcomed the snow, but you know what? I love to see a little white cover. We don't need any more now. There's a white <laughs> cover on the ground. That's enough for me. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem like December without white on the ground. There I just is. love that cover of white. We can skip any more snow because I think it's cold enough to keep that cover for through December, through Christmas probably. You know, they say that a cover of snow, and, a, and, and I'm thinking a little bit more than what we have now, it protects and insulates it. the ground. Yes. Uh, and so... I hate to see it uh, a bare ground and then really cold weather because it, it drives nice. that frost way down in f- way yeah. down in and yeah. destroys some of the living things that are there that keep us um, and keep the ground so alive in the spring. So it's good to have some cover. Absolutely. Some cover. Well, what's on your mind this morning? Medical issues? Well, the show tomorrow night is an Ask Anything show. And so... Um, one of the things that <clears throat> I've been thinking about are uh, uh, issues about uh, quality of life in a nursing home, uh, issues about uh, uh, interesting cases, um, uh, issues about uh, 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 the cold, the sore throat, the diarrhea illnesses that happen this time of the year, uh, how you can exercise through the cold. Uh, talking about uh, modern medicines um, in the elderly population. Well, you've got a lot of things on your mind. End-of-life issues. Yeah. Uh, when do you go to the doctor? Those are, those are issues that we could talk about, and I'd love to have questions. I'll go anywhere you want to go, and I'd love to have some questions. 16, what is it, 692-1430. 1430. Before we take a break, there is one issue that I keep hearing about this week, and that's flu. It has hit Brookings. Do you know more, much about that and what people can expect if they Are do get it? Are you talking about there is a diarrhea, vomiting, GI tract, viral illness that's around. Um, people will have it for about 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Uh, they the little kitties are vomiting and and oftentimes with diarrhea, but the vomiting is pretty uh, big. It it has run through the nursing homes, um, and uh, the the treatment is if you don't want to eat because you you feel nauseated, don't eat. Okay. And uh, and what we often will do is if they come in really sick, having vomited and diarrhea for a day, and they're dehydrated. We'll give them IV fluids. Uh, if they're able to start drinking, then we will give them clear liquids. And so they'll drink water, they'll drink, um, you know, apple juice. Uh, they say the best uh, sources for a non, uh, for a easily absorbed and non-diarrhea illness is uh, white grape juice, because the, the- It's clear. It's clear. Uh, Gatorade uh, and so the Gatorade has the salt that we lose 
And so you can do that. You can buy Pedialyte, which is much more expensive, but it basically is white grape juice with um, Gatorade mixed in. Okay. <laughs> so just so those are good, good options for people with the, the GIs. If they have the now, GI tract. People call it, uh, I've got the flu, the stomach flu. It, but it, it really isn't the flu. Influenza is a respiratory illness. It's, it's lungs, not the GI tract. So well, it's not the flu, although we've called it the GI flu or the, the right. stomach flu. But, but the influenza, Rick, with the... With the uh, it's the in upper the respiratory. Upper respiratory. That's what you were Does talking about. Does that include achiness too? Oh yeah. Well, here's the classic uh, upper respiratory influenza, or you know, cold. The common cold, and uh, it's what it is. Is it's a common cold is a mean is a milder version of influenza, uh, or influenza is a mean cold, and so the first day or two of of a viral respiratory infection is an ache all over, feel weak, very tired, uh, fever, uh, weakness, overall illness. Uh, and then it turns into a cough that lasts two weeks. But the, uh, the early ache all over and fever goes away. Uh, the danger with a respiratory virus like influenza or for a common cold is that there can be a pneumonia that's bacterial in nature that follows it. You know, you have an injury, your immune system is down, and in comes a bacteria. Um, that might cause pneumonia, that and might, that's serious. Right, and then that's serious. So what I generally say to people is a fever in the first day is what is expected. A fever on day three or four or five is danger. Uh, get into the clinic or to the emergency room and be seen. Okay, now I have heard that the upper respiratory flu might be in Brookings. That's what I. That's what I was asking about. Right. And, and influenza. You, I'm not. You know, I'm not aware. No. Uh, of that. It may not be, but it may just be a common cold. I've, I've been to the nursing waking. homes this week, and, and they're okay. Uh, I haven't seen any well, respiratory I'm infections. I'm glad to there. hear that. They did get hit by a little bit of the GIs. That's okay. what happens in the fall. You know, the kids come to school. They, there is a GI illness that runs through the school and through the community, and then a respiratory illness that runs through the, the, uh, the uh, schools and community. That's that first September, and then it kind of let, lets go, and then a respiratory infection starts up again in December as a rule. Okay, and if they, you have those flu symptoms, the respiratory ones, you, if you're followed by a cold, maybe three or four days, you don't have a fever, it's okay to go out and about, and you yes. should just take it easy? Or and you know what, what the what, Anna what said, you, you just wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, and okay. don't cough into anybody's face. I mean, cover your cough with a tissue and then throw the tissue away. That's the ideal okay. thing. Okay. And then wash your hands. And the aseptic, uh, you know, the, the uh, hand lotions right. work really well for the respiratory infections. It doesn't work for the GI infections, however. The, those you can need all you need is one or two viruses that's and the hand lotion doesn't seem to kill it and then okay. you you can spread those uh, viral uh, ga gastroenteritis is like crazy well let's hope people stay healthy and keep that in mind and also if you're concerned at all about that uh, a viral flu Yes. You can still get a flu shot, can't you? They're still available. Oh, actu actually, we we would really encourage the influenza uh, 
vaccine? By now, most people who plan to get it have gotten it. And those holdouts might give in now, knowing that it's coming. And if they do want to give in, please get that chat. While you were talking, we had a couple of calls come in. So we're very excited about the calls that came. We're going to take our first break, and we'll respond to your questions right after these words. Hey, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're so happy to have you listening today. At the outset of the program, Dr. Holm and I talked about two illnesses that are hitting Brookings right now. The GI tract is never pleasant. I think back when I was a mother and the kids would get it. Oh, God. It just, it was so disgusting. But all of you mothers going through that know what I'm talking about. It gets old very fast. And just when your kids get well, what happens? You get it, right? Oh, and mothers are not allowed to be sick. So my... uh, Well wishes are out to all of you. Let's hope it misses your family. If you do have that uh, upper respiratory, please be careful. And as Dr. Holmes said, the most important thing to watch for is if you start with a fever, that's okay. It probably means it's upper respiratory. You'll have two weeks of a cold. But if four or five days down the line, you start building a fever again, that's when it's dangerous. Please get in to your health care provider at that time. Uh, I'm talking because Dr. Holm just took a break. He's going to be back in just a minute. And while he was gone, uh, Bob took some calls. So we really appreciate the people yeah. calling in. We have three or four questions for Dr. Holm. We'll get to them uh, when when Rick gets back. I know you and Ed are both uh, really really good about getting your flu shots. But there are people out there who have this misconception that if I get a flu shot, then I get the flu. No, you don't. If you should happen to get an injection and you contract it, it will be less in its severity. So you really do need to get yourself a shot. Well said, well Thank said. You. And Dr. Holm is back. Now, Rick, we had uh, actually three or four questions that come in. The first one is, a uh, caller would like to know, what is pericarditis? Cardi- say it right for me. Para. Pericarditis. Pericarditis. What is it? It is a uh, inflammation in the peri of the cardium or the... Now you've made it really clear. Yeah. <laughs> the peri of the cardium. Thank you right. so much. The they don't need to know anymore, do they? It is <laughs> Tell the, us what that is. It is around the lining around the heart. Oh, okay. So pericarditis is a condition that you... The most common cause is... Are you ready for that? Virus. Of course. I had a, a patient who had uh, so much pain in his chest. He took a deep breath and it would just, it was, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die feeling uh, in the chest. And, uh, and then I, I kind of watched him and he was not doing well. And I did an echocardiogram in his lining. There was fluid all around within, on the outside of the heart within the lining around the heart. In other words, and it was pushing the heart uh, in so the heart couldn't dilate. You know, that's the diastolic function of the heart. Diastolic is the dilation so it can fill up with blood. Systolic or uh, the squeeze of the heart is when you push the blood out. But if you don't get any blood in it, you can't get any blood out. So it's not a good deal. So um, he ended up at the Mayo at which time they did a... um, pericardectomy where they uh, drained the fluid around his heart and then they removed a window of the pericardium and people do fine without the the pericardium, the the lining around the heart. So uh, I have subsequently had several cases. One, a dear friend who developed severe pain. It's worse with a deep breath. 
Uh, it's a uh, if you listen to the heart and you have it, you can hear a rub because it's the rub, it heart is rubbing hurts. against the pericardium, mm. and it's squeeze, 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 squeeze. It's a three-component, um, uh, almost a murmur, but it's not a murmur because it's um, it's rubbing. You can hear it. It's squeaky, 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 uh, kind of a sound, and uh, and the common cause is Coxsackie virus. And so that um, sounds uh, dirty, but it's not. <laughs> well, any virus can be dirty. Yeah. They're not <laughs> nice to you. So yeah. in that case, it is. So but it's a winter virus, and, and that's a f- common condition. And so if this person has pericarditis, what would they do? F- what would be the first step? I think the treatment is primarily that of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agents like ibuprofen. Something like that and, will bring and, and it down. And simply you wait it out. There is no... Now, there is a bacterial pericarditis you'll see occasionally with severe suppurative pneumonia. I mean, a pneumonia that's, that's spreading in its infection and the lining around the lung as well as the lining around the heart become infected. Or pe- people who have endocarditis, which means that there's an infection in the valve of the heart, and that can spread through the heart and into the tissue around and basically you're you're dead with uh, bacterial pericarditis i mean you're so infected um so that those occur i've seen um autopsy cases back when i was a student but i haven't seen any live cases in my experience of a bacterial uh, well we'll hope that the person who called in and asked about this has seen their doctor was diagnosed with pericarditis and are following the doctor's instructions right. more than likely very little to worry about if you follow what the doctor told you that's you right fine. You, if you start feeling weaker uh, or lightheaded when you stand up uh you know you you the the pericarditis which is very likely virus in its nature could be um compressing the heart and giving you some symptoms so you need to come back if you have problems i wanted to say there was other one other cause of pericarditis it's an uh, an immunological cause of pericarditis an immune system uh, uh kicked in and caused it you know rheumatic fever for example will give you pericarditis this has been kind of fun i've i haven't thought about pericarditis for oh. a while well i'm sure the person with it doesn't find it a lot of fun no but we're, we're glad that you're well you're who are well-versed then and can assure them that they follow the doctor's orders and they start to feel better, good. If you start to feel weaker, then you definitely need to check with your doctor again. Yeah, follow up. Okay. The next caller had a question about um, cold sores. She said, I keep getting cold sores. How are they spread and can I get rid of them? Okay, so cold sores are are, uh, related to shingles. That's herpes zoster. This is herpes simplex. And cold sores are a blister kind of uh, infection. Uh, It's an infection that uh, doesn't go away. I mean, it will uh, kind of, it'll uh, look like it heals and goes away, but the virus sticks with you. why some people will get cold sores and others don't, it's, it's really not known. It has to do with your immune system and maybe an exposure when you were younger or at a time of your life when uh, they, the herpes simplex can set in. Uh, uh, cold sores are uh, dangerous if they are in the birthing canal and a baby's trying to be delivered. Uh, but otherwise, 
uh, and if the cold sore occurs in the brain, it can be a very terrible thing. That would for not the most be good. I've never heard of them in the... Oh, boy, that sounds terrible. It killed a patient of mine. Oh. I mean, we, it, uh, we made the diagnosis. I mean, I did the lumbar puncture. I was suspecting it. I consulted with the neurologist. Uh, the neurologist uh, uh, and I agreed with the plan. I started the antibi antiviral and uh, IV drugs and shipped them to Sioux Falls because of the severity of the illness, and of course, it killed Didn't the patient. Didn't make it. Ah, tough. But uh, cold sores, for the most part, are just on the lips. They come on during stress times. Uh, you can treat them with topicals uh, that people can get over the counter at the drugstore. But I, I, I generally use uh, a cyclovir or one of the antiviral pills, and you can give them in a short form in a lower dose uh, at the very first sign of the cold sore and it reduces this the length of time that you have that infection and I I'm a kind of aggressive uh, in other words I'm you know I like to not use pills but I do pills and in, in that case because of my experience with cold sores in other places in the body and so I'm I'm kind of aggressive well, you know, we've mentioned this years back on the program, and I mentioned a supplement that I use to avoid cold sores, and oh. you said, oh, there's no proof. There may not be any proof, but it sure <laughs> has helped me, and it's, I can tell the patient this, and okay. realize it's not coming from a doctor, Fair enough. but it's L-L-Lysine. There's two L's, Lysine. It's just a simple supplement. You can get it at any pharmacy, and if I even feel one coming on, I'll take a couple of Lysine and then take a couple more the next day, and they don't come. And I used to get cold sores just terribly, and I never get them anymore. You know, so and I'm it, very happy. And I think sometimes I would get them if I was coming down with a cold or coming down with something, the cold sore would start up before I ever got sick. Yeah. So I found the lysine really worked for me. Well, I, I, it won't cost you a ton of money. <laughs> no, and it's inexpensive. It, it's very inexpensive. And if it can prevent using the more aggressive antiviral yeah. pills that I'm talking about earlier, that's a good thing. I would say this, though. Uh, this tells you, I, I, <clears throat> here's an admission of truth. Yes. There's a lot we don't know. And, uh, you know, and it might be that out of 100 people, 20 people get better with LL-lysine. But, <laughs> with other, lysine. but the 80% 80 don't. 80% don't. Right. But, you know, and so the data doesn't prove it, but uh, one way or the other. But I would say this, that... Um, uh, there's things we just don't know yet. And uh, I anticipate there will always be things that we don't know yet. Uh, and so we I We've sure I learned a lot in the past century, though. For I medicine, we've all lived a lot longer. I live in a glass house. The last thing I would ever do is throw a stone. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome yep. back to Prairie Doc Radio. Rick Holm is here, ready to answer your questions. And we have had questions come in. We've got another caller with a question about her dad who's 84 years old he's been diagnosed with pleurisy and she's not sure what that what that means he's 84 years old with pleurisy tell us mm -hmm. about pleurisy pleurisy is is a lot like pericarditis it's it's inflammation of the lining around the lung the lung instead of the heart okay right. and it will give you very similar symptoms to pericarditis and that in other words it's a uh it's a very sharp pain with a deep breath. It keeps a person from taking deep breaths because it hurts. 
Now, there are a lot of things that can cause pleurisy, one of which is the same kind of virus that causes pericarditis. Uh, they call it, it hurts so bad that, uh, that this viral pleuritic pain, they call it the devil's grip. Ooh, the devil's it's grip. that bad. That would be painful. And it's uh, epidemic viral pleurodynia. Dynia meaning pain. And so uh, it's a fancy name which just means bad pleurisy. You know, pain of the lining of the lung, worse with a deep breath. But now what else could cause pleurisy? Well, immunological things like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, those kinds of things. Uh, the uh, bacterial pneumonia, when the bacteria inflammation uh, is involving parts of the lung that extends out to the outside part of the lung, then you can get irritation as that part is rubbing against the, the smooth lining of the lung. You know, if you think about it, the lung is surrounded by a very smooth surface. So it's this perfectly smooth lung. It, uh, and the lungs uh, are just smooth as can be, you know, just very uh, shiny like a, uh, a brand new car. And the lining outside the lung that lines the inside of the chest cavity is also smooth and glistening and, and perfectly shiny. And then there's this little bit of mucousy fluid that resides in between that makes it just ride smoothly in between these two shiny surfaces. It's a perfect smooth moving surface that just glides easily like the ball bearings are in our car uh, oiled nicely and rolls without irritation but you you cause an inflammatory process in one of those surfaces whether it be the outside of the pleura around the lung or the outside of the lung itself and then it starts rubbing, rubbing. And then it, you can't take a deep breath without severe pain. And that's pleurisy. That's pleurisy. When you're 84 years old and you have pleurisy, it can be quite scary, or is it something that can be taken care of easily? The first thing I think of with anybody with advancing age is cancer. Okay. Second thing I think about nowadays with advancing age and acquiring clotting problems that occurs with everybody who gets older clotting problems occur in fact 80 percent of the deaths that we have in the nursing home for example is due to a clotting process it, our clotting mechanism gets accelerated for some reason as we get older and then we clot off to the brain clot off to the heart clot off to the legs clot off to the kidneys clot off to everything and we're dead okay and so uh, a blood clot to the lung uh, is commonly presented with pleurisy. So I worry that, and that's a hidden and misdiagnosis. And, and if, you, if you did autopsies on all deaths like we used to, and we, or 80% of all deaths like we used to, now we're doing very rare autopsies and we miss the diagnosis. Um, but, we, but the misdiagnosis most commonly when we were doing autopsies is Clotting. blood clot to the lung. Okay. Uh, the other things that you think about is pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia, but most likely, this time of the year in particular, pleurisy is due, to, whether you're 85 or 25, is due to virus. Okay. So let's hope that he just gets through it. Yeah. And it's just a virus. Yep. 
Hope that was helpful to her. You know, we're just about out of time, but we do have time for one more break. We'll take it and be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're so happy to have you listening. We have had, we do appreciate the calls coming in. They make, they are what make this show. And actually, you're going to have the same thing tomorrow night on South Dakota Public Radio, well, we Public Television, when you do Ask, ask anything. anything. And they'll and call in and ask anything. Two great guests, uh, Kathy Liedebrand, who is from Watertown, but actually she is now working as our hospitalist in Brookings. Oh. And then also Dan Riefenberger, who is a generalist, uh, family physician. Kathy is an internist. Dan is a family physician. And, uh, and, uh, and they will both be here tomorrow night. Watertown kids will be coming in tomorrow night for... Taking over Brookings. And what we need, you, we need you to call in, stump the expert. Now, let's see if you can come up with a question of medical uh, condition that we... We don't know anything about. Well, now, you mentioned Kathy Lederbrand, and you said she's a hospitalist with the Brookings Health System. Is that a full-time job, then? Yeah. Okay, so she is a medical doctor who's full-time at the hospital. She's full-time at the Brookings Hospital. She is a redheaded, short, uh, smart, as all get out, jolly uh, young soul. Just the sweetest gal. She's originally from, I think, Nebraska, and... um, what a gem. I mean, she's just a great lady. And Riefenberger, very in- interesting and compassionate gentleman, a uh, family physician from Watertown. And they make a great uh, diagnostic couple, so to speak. So they work well together, and they'll yeah. work well with you, too. Yes. That's great. Um, you talked about before, uh, when we first began, the quality of life in nursing homes. And we touched on that a little bit last week. We were concerned there's been a number of articles about nursing home the quality may not be great however as you mentioned in Brookings, south dakota i don't think we have much to worry about do you oh i i was making nursing home rounds yesterday arlington the ulc the neighborhoods at brookview and uh i'm just impressed by uh the compassionate care that's provided i i saw a patient yesterday at the neighborhoods and i was interrupting her busy schedule she had a group of people <laughs> that she was waiting to go play cards with and yeah, the nerve to get in her way i huh? had a nerve to come and try to interrupt her her uh, her uh, program of uh of activities i just have to say life goes on and everybody has this oh my gosh it's the end of my life it'd be the worst thing in the world never send me to a nursing home don't say that don't say that and if you're a kid who's going to care for an older person the older person says don't ever send me to a nursing home you can come back with i promise to always care for you in the best way i could ever care for you i never make your life bad so there's your promise you don't have to say no never a nursing home that's right you can just promise to always give them the best best care the best care possible well we hope all of you are enjoying this december morning and uh, have enjoyed this program uh, we'll listen again for Prairie Doc brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. As always, if you'd like to, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Rick, that's all for this week. Thanks for being with us. Thank, thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob, and stay healthy out there, people.